everybody and welcome back to Story Dose, where we pick a random book and a random selection of it and we are going to read through it and have a great time with it. Uh, like I said on the first episode, this is something that I do with my friends all the time. Stuff that inspires me or stuff that I find really cool or beautiful. I like to share that with them and now I get to share that with you. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. Some of the books that we cover on this are going to be covered on the Chad Garrett show in a lot more depth. Uh, I know I have intentions of reading passages from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, I bring that up because it's an introduction to our passage for today. Today we are actually reading Tolkien, but not the Lord of the Rings. We are reading the Lay of, of Eotro and Itran because Tolkien doesn't know how to freaking write normal names. This was Tolkien's stab at epic poetry, and it's really beautiful. The general gist of this is that a lord can't have children, and the measures that he goes to through in order to try. Uh, as I talk about on the Chad Garrett Show a lot, family is one of the most important things. Continuing your legacy is extremely important. Making sure that there's a bloodline and that you have some element of impact on the world left to come, and the the biggest impact that you can leave in this world is children. And so what happens, especially to, to a man whose uh, legacy is, is really left by the virtues that he instills in his children, um, what happens to him when these things go awry? That's what this is all about. I hope you guys grab a copy. Uh, copy. It's really thin. It's not that long. So have a good time with it. Um, I'm actually going to start at the very beginning of this and we are going to read through uh, a couple lines and I'll let you know when we stop or where we stop at. So here we go. This is The Lay of Eotro and Itran as published in the Welsh Review. In Britain's land beyond the seas, the wind blows ever through the trees. In Britain's land beyond the waves are stony shores and stony caves. There stands a ruined toft now green where lords and ladies once were seen, where towers were piled above the trees and watchmen scanned the sailing seas. Of old the lord an arched hall with standing stones yet gray and tall, there dwelt till dark his doom befell, as still the Briton harpers tell. No child he had his house to cheer, to fill his courts with laughter clear. The wife he wooed and wed with ring, who love to board and bed did bring, his pride was empty, vain his hoard, without an heir to land and sword. Thus pondering oft at night awake, his darkened mind would visions make of lonely age and death his tomb, unkept while strangers in his room, with other names and other shields, were masters of his halls and fields. Thus counsel cold he took at last, his hope from light to darkness past. A witch there was, who webs could weave to snare the heart, and wits to reeve, who span dark spells with spider craft, and as she spanned she softly laughed, a drink she brewed of strength and dread, to bind the quick and stir the dead. In a cave she housed where winged bats were harbored sought, and owls and cats from hunting came with mournful cries, night stalking near with needle eyes. In the homeless hills was her hollow dale. Black was its bowl, its brink was pale. There silent on a seat of stone before her cave she sat alone 
dark was her door, and few there came, whether man or beast that man doth tame. In Britain's land beyond the waves are stony hills and stony caves. The wind blows ever over hills and over caves with wailing fills. The sun was fallen low and red behind the hills, and day was dead, and the valley formless lay, the misty shadows long and gray. Alone between the dark and light, there rode into the mouth of night the Briton lord, and creeping fear about him closed, dismounting near, he slowly then with lagging feet went halting to the stony seat. His words came faltering on the wind, while silently sat the crown, the crone, and grinned. Few words he needed, for her eyes were dark and piercing, filled with lies, yet needle keen, all lies to probe. He shuddered in his sable robe, his name she knew, his need, his thought, the hunger that thither him had brought. While yet he spoke, and she laughed aloud, and rose and nodded, head she bowed, and stood into her darkening cave like ghost returning to the grave. Thence swift she came, in his hand she laid a file of glass so fairly made, twas wonder in that houseless place to see the, its cold and gleaming grace. And there within a filter lay, as pale as water, thin and gray, that spills from stony fountains for, in hollow pools and caverns hoar. He thanked her trembling, offering gold to withered fingers shrunk and old. The thanks she took not, nor the fee, but laughing croaked, Nay, we shall see. Yet thanks abide till thanks be earned, such Potions oft, men say, have burned the heart and brain, or else are not. Only cold water dearly bought. Such lies you shall not tell of me, till it is earned, I'll have no fee. But we shall meet again one day, and rich reward, then you shall pay whate'er I ask. It may be gold, it may be other wealth you hold. In Britain ways are wild and long, and woods and dar are dark with danger strong. And sound of seas is in the leaves, and wonder walks the forest eaves. So that takes you right up to about line 95. We had a guest appearance of Arya herself, named after a book character who we will probably read at some point in the future. But that is... The first 94 lines of The Lay of Eotaro and Itaran, a story about a lord who has no children and wants them so dearly, he's willing to give just about anything. You'll have to read it yourself to figure out what he gives up. But till next time, this has been Story Dose. Thank you guys so much for being here. See you soon. You're a nerd. <laughs>